It's time for Between the Pipes with Andrew Raycroft. Hey, let's go. There's going to be a lot of traffic on the way to the game. Ah, uh, don't worry. I got Bruins plates. People get out of the way. Au revoir. Have a good game. Great plates. I want them too. Are you even old enough to drive? Presented by John Sewer and Drain Cleaning. The name to know when your drains don't flow on WEEI. Sadly, we are warming up for our final chat with Andrew Raycroft this hockey season as the season is over. Razor brought to us by Shaw's and Star Market, perfecting the art of fresh, by John Sewer and Drain Cleaning, the name to know when your drains don't flow, and by Fine Mass Money. Go to findmassmoney.com and see if you have money waiting for you. Andrew Raycroft on the Harbor One Hotline. Razor, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, we were uh, we ended up taking some Celtics calls, and we didn't get to the use of a drone during last night's broadcast. Will the drone be coming to hockey, Razor? Uh, it has to be, I assume. Uh, I watched it last night, and and we saw it was a drone. My my little guy's like, is that a drone yeah. flying around in the garden? Um, and it was odd flipping in and out of it last night, but I'm assuming over the next. 18 months they'll have that thing down and, and they might even have the, the drone flying around center ice and pulling it out and it'll be uh, it'll be something it's, it's interesting um, but it, hockey's moving pretty fast to have that zone the, that drone zooming around yeah no I didn't like it at all but whatever it's basketball but to hockey we go and I, and I guess this is our this is our you know he teed me up with this and he didn't give me enough time to vent but I want because I want to talk to you <laughs> Yeah. Because they, what what stood out to you with all the exit interviews with all the players when suddenly everyone decides to be real forthright and honest with everything that went on during the year? What, what stood out to you with all the guys that spoke? Um. Well, it, it's sad, right? Like it was. That's what stood out the most is just how they, these guys were just so invested and did not see this coming. Like all of us in the media, all of the fans, especially. And so, so what stood out the most was just how sad it was. I don't, I, I wasn't surprised by what anyone said about injuries or, or how the season ended and, and just their, their shock. It, they, they were shocked. They are shocked. And, and I'm assuming they're going to be shocked for most of the summer. Um, if you're Don Sweeney, how do you process what happened considering you kind of sold out? to make this the year with the trades for guys like Orlov, the way the Krejci and uh, Bergeron contracts were structured. Once, uh, like when you're Don Sweeney and you start to pick up the pieces, where does, where does it start, Razor? Well, that's, that's, the, that's now the question. Now you look forward, and, and as, as a general manager, Don's probably already, you know, as soon as that goal went in, he probably got home at night and said, "All right, now, now, what do I do? And now, what? How do I piece this all together?" Certainly, you'll be waiting on decisions from Patrice and, and David. Pretty, you know, and and you start there. But you have you have a lot of things to look at for this roster next year, and you have salary cap issues all over the place, and you're going to have to make. Like Jim Montgomery had to make tough decisions in in the first round. It, Don Sweeney is going to have to make a tough, tough decisions on certain players and, and what what the new culture or what the new mix has to look like for success going forward. Because it, it, this isn't a, a blow-up situation. They're, they're far from that. And, and it's uh, how do I retool? How do I get this 
We're, they're not winning 65 games. I hope, uh, and fortunately, they're not going to win 65 games because what a letdown that is. But but how do I get 99 points to get back in the playoffs next season? So out of all the takeout Bergeron, takeout Krejci, out of the other undrafted, uh, sorry, undrafted, uh, unrestricted free agents like Orlovs and Bertuzzi, just the name of two, if you could only keep one of those guys, like who would it be? Like who is the most important uh, uh, unrestricted free agent for the Bruins to sign in your mind? Well, I think we saw what Tyler Bertuzzi is and what he can do, and, and he's uh... – He's a prototypical Bruin player, so you, you have to have liked what he did the six weeks he was here. Now, he also did enough in the playoffs to, to up his salary, and, and he's going to need a lot of money to stay here. Uh, Orlov, I, I can't imagine that there's any way to keep him. Uh, he's going to get paid a lot of money, and it, it seemed like he kind of knew that in his exit interview as well, that there was really not, not enough money here to to stay um the cap gymnastics are going to be incredible and again you're going to have to there's no if you are keeping Bertuzzi and if you do want to keep him and if he wants to stay you have to make some really quick decisions on your roster and some some find ways to get rid of salary to keep him Andrew Raycroft talking hockey regression and foyer here he's with us on the Harbor One hotline uh it was an interesting comment after game seven from Jim Montgomery when asked about the the goalies and playing uh, Swayman versus uh, Olmark, and basically the comment was, well, you'd have to ask goalie Bob that. It sort of made it sound like Jim Montgomery really didn't have a say as to who was playing goalie in Game 7. What sort of clarity can you add to all of that? Not much, uh, unfortunately. I... I... I think the head coach always has decisions. They always have the last call. If there was something that and he didn't agree with it, he's the head coach for a reason, and he can override any decision that anyone else is making, um, all, probably including Don Sweeney at that point. Um, so I'm not really quite sure, but I would. I just have to imagine that, that just, that's a big, big, big decision, and I have to imagine it wasn't just goalie Bob – doing it on his own without anyone having a conversation about it so um again i'm not quite sure the complete context of all of that i just know that and you guys know you've been in rooms head coaches are are the guys that always have the, the last day do you think bruce cassidy is, is at the you know the golden nugget right now out in vegas like having a <laughs> steak and egg breakfast sitting there laughing his ass off about what's going on out here um, I'm assuming Bruce Cassidy saw that the Bruins lost in game seven and, and, and might've, um, had somewhat of a chuckle. I think obviously the Vegas golden Knights had a much different route through the first round. And at this point now he's worried about Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl and, and how to contain those guys. But, but no, of course it, it would be only, it would be only human nature to, to see that and, and have some, kind of satisfaction out of it i'd assume yeah because in a way you know he's kind of playing make-believe right now like what if cassidy never left like what if you know like they all kind of before the season kind of like decided that hey listen don't be such a hard ass they lighten up a going to come back bergeon's going to come back did you think that anything to do you think coaching style had anything to do with the collapse at the end of the year 
No, I don't. Listen, like there's there's a lot of questions, and we can really get after guys about this. The reality is the Bruins were tied or had a lead in all seven games of that series. They were the best third-period team in the history of the NHL. They closed out every single game in the regular season, and then come playoff time, they didn't. And they were 59 seconds away from Game 7, so dig into that one. Why Why didn't they get the puck out? Why didn't they ice the puck more? How come the players Were they tired? You think they were tired? No, I don't think they were tired. I, I just think they, they weren't they, they they just didn't end up hard enough on pucks and they and they kinda of panicked at times. And game six, look at game six, they were up four to three. Then they were up five to four with twelve and ten minutes left. Those games were automatic. They were turned to six four, seven four every single time in the regular season. So I look back on those. They had a power play in game five with three minutes left in the third period and a tie game at home. They lost three games at home in a row, guy like all of these things, there are just so many missed opportunities. And, and for me, at the end of the day, despite all the turnovers they had, despite not playing well, they had opportunities. If they had a, had 10 minutes, three minutes, one minute of lockdown in those last three games, they close out. So, so sure, you can, you can go to some of those situations but, but I, I, and discuss lineup changes and goalie changes. But I, at the end of the day, it's getting it done on the ice. Andrew Raycroft with us. So I know there were a lot of theories floated out online about the future of the Bruins and all that kind of stuff. Razor, one of them was maybe you build a team and Patrice Bergeron comes back with 30 games to go and does like what used to happen in big league baseball. You know, Roger Clemens and George Steinbrenner's box because the guy shows up mid-year and he's a – is that practical in terms of a thought process, Razor? Like, I'm trying to think like Don Sweeney. Does he just need to build this thing without Bergeron and Krejci? And then if those guys raise their hand halfway through the year and want to come back, you adjust from there. Is that too easy to have happen? I think it is too easy to say. I I, I get the sense that both Patrice and David will make a decision based on their entire careers. I don't see them saying, you know what, I'm going to wait. You do your thing, and, and maybe I'll come around in January, December, and, and say I want to play. I think both of those guys are going to want to make a decision that, that is pretty final uh, on the, whether they're playing or they're not. They're, I, those two guys are all in, guys. Uh, I, can't, I can't see Patrice saying, you know what, I'm just going to kind of train and work out a little bit on my own, and if I feel like playing, I'll come back. I, I just I don't see how that works, and I don't see how Don can make the decisions that he needs to to build this team going forward without their all-in or all-out. If Krejci and Bergeron hang it up, odds-on favorite to be the top-line center next year, in your opinion? Well, I think we saw it in games three and four. It's Pavel Zaka with 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 David Pasternak on that top line and, and Charlie Coyle moves up. So that would be my expectation. It would be some kind of a, a collaboration with, with Zaka and with Coyle. And then, but you certainly need one or two more guys. I don't know. Thomas Nosek going to be very, very coveted in the NHL. He's going to want more than just fourth line money and he can probably get it from a bunch of teams. So realistically you need at least two centermen. To, to fill those three guys and move Zaka to the middle. But 
Um, if you had to say right now, odds on favorite, it's Zaka just because of the way he played with David Pasternak, and you have to assume that he's Zaka or sorry, David Pasternak is your top line right winger. So I mean, do you, um, I know there's still a lot of moves to be made. Obviously, you know, free agency cap issues that they're going to have to navigate. But with the guys that are that that are not unrestricted free agents, you still do you believe that they still have a can at least at this point field a good team. Oh, it's going to be a good team, and it, they're not running away with the division like they did this year. They're not going to, they're not going to set records. They're they're probably okay with that after the way. I think this I prefer to. Yeah, I, I don't think they want the limelight ever again. The way it just happened, but no, they're they're a good team. I mean, again, we just brought up Zaka, Coyle, Pasternak, Marshawn, DeBrus. Backside, it's McAvoy, Lindholm, Carlo. These guys are all, you know, they're still they're on contract for for more than a couple years, and and that is more than enough to get the job done. To get and man, oh man, did we ever learn? All you need to do is get into the playoffs, and we say it year after year. But I, you know, I'll be saying that come next April uh, again next season that just get in, and and this team has that ability with the players that are on the roster now. It's not going to be easy. There's going to be like I said, there's going to be movement. There's going to be tough decisions to be made. But this isn't a this isn't a uh, a historic season, and then go all the way to the bottom and, and try and get the first overall pick. That's that's that is not in the. Cards. I feel like the you know uh, you know you and I are the ones that are jinx them, Razor. Like we should tape. You said they would. Yeah. There's no way that they could lose four games in was it twelve yeah. days, and I said they were yeah. too good to, too good to fail. Both wrong. Take a lap. Yes. <laughs> very wrong, very wrong. I, but but certainly, yeah. I'm not I'm not subscribing to the jinx when I we just broke down how they didn't close <laughs> games out. They're up three to one. I know you're the oh you're you're God. I'm the irrational one. You're the rational one. Try to explain like this is the real reason. People need explaining. They need uh, someone who is calm and you know not freaking out, like thinking that the well, world is going to end. The rational well, thought. It, it, it feels like the world did end. Like, I'm not watching the Toronto-Florida series. I, I can't watch it. I can't even turn it on. And it, it's like, it does really feel like the, the, the end of the world right now. But, uh, as we know, pro sports go on. And and there's a lot, a lot, a lot to be learned for this entire group. And, and you hope that they they get better from it in, in the years forward. This This next group, right? This next wave, this next core of the guys we talked about. Hopefully this sits in them and um, they can they can make amends like Patrice Bergeron did over his career on some of the big losses that he took. So uh, lots of golf starting this weekend. For you, Razor? Sorry, what's that? I said lots of golf for you starting yeah. this weekend now. I mean, all those independent contractor checks have gone poof. Foyer and I are also independent contractors at other gigs, and we know when those things go away. So I figure you just hit the golf course, right? Now you got to find something to do with your time. Yeah, that's basically it. And and again, you guys know, like the worst part of this is now I have to put myself back into reality and like do all the things my wife wants me to do and like get to all the events on the Saturdays and Sunday nights. I don't have an excuse not to to mingle and, and do all that. So, yeah, it's it's a tough – it's going to be a long month for me especially. I can't wait to get to summer now. Oh, yeah. Oh, the Greg Hill Show is doing a road show in uh, Anchorage, Alaska. Honey, I got to go to that one. I'll see you in a week. You know yeah. what I mean? Can you guys – yeah, can you guys find some things for me? To, like, I, I, I mean, I'll talk 
I'll talk Mac Jones. I'll talk. Well, we'll find something for you to do. We'll find something to do. I think we should still have him, but it'll just be a different topic every week. Doesn't have to. (laughs) Because really, to be honest with you, you're great and all, but the hockey kind of gets boring for me, and I kind of lose my interest. Oh, that is hurtful. (laughs) Come on, we can. One hundred percent. We'll do more jock shows. There you go. Stuff up. You You guys gonna say we break down the wedge game of uh, hockey? Oh, we're gonna do that next. You should listen in, Razor. I want you to listen in. We're gonna go full nerd segment. All right. All right, so I'll listen and see if I can pick anything up, and if there's anything I can add, I'll let you guys know. There you go. Hey, uh, thank you, friend. You've been great all season long, and uh, hopefully this isn't our last one. I don't know if it is, but uh, if it is, it's been a a ton of fun, and I'm sure we'll see you around the old uh, building here during the summer, friend. Thank you. Yeah, I look forward to seeing you guys. It was was fun, and I appreciate you guys having me on every week. It's always fun. Listen, man, you're great. We appreciate you. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. Radio. There we go. Our buddy Andrew Raycroft with us on the Harbor One Hotline.